Hello and welcome to our new series of minisodes with author and police advisor Graeme Bartlett. Graeme is a best-selling author and crime and police procedural advisor to fiction and TV writers. He was a police officer for 30 years and mainly policed the city of Brighton and Hove, rising to become a chief superintendent and its police commander. Graham started writing when he left the police in 2013 and, almost by accident, became a police procedural and crime advisor, helping scores of authors and TV writers, including Peter James, Mark Billingham, Ellie Griffiths, Anthony Horowitz, Ruth Ware, Claire McGowan and Dorothy Coomson achieve authenticity in their drama. He also runs online crime writing workshops and courses with the Professional Writing Academy and delivers inputs to master's programmes at the University of Cambridge and the University of East Anglia, as well as at the Crime Writing Certificate programme at West Dean College. He lives in Sussex with his wife Julie and variously his 24-year-old triplets. His debut crime novel, Bad for Good, is out now and not only is it a is it a fantastic gritty novel it's also an absolute must read for anyone looking to write in the police procedural genre that's absolutely right um and each episode of our minisodes will be around 10 minutes long and we'll focus on how crime authors can ensure authenticity authenticity when writing about the police and um, so without further ado please welcome the fabulous graham bartlett Hello, Graham, and welcome to our fifth minisode. Today, we're talking about creating great police characters in our novels. Now, we've talked in previous minisodes about the do's and don'ts of fictional policing, but what are your big no-no's for fictional police characters? Um, I mean, as a writer, I'm bound to say cliche. I'm, I'm bound to, to talk about the, the hard-drinking, uh, womanising, um, workaholic, um, corner cutting senior officer, you know, they, they, they wouldn't be in the job if, if they, if, you know, if they behave like that, let alone reach the rank that um, people tend to want to write them at. Um, so, so that, that, that's really, but I mean, you know, police officers carry a huge burden of, 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 of stress and worry and hard work. And, uh, but, but you can show that in so many different ways. I mean, one of the things that, you know, we, I, I used to really kind of struggle with, with my staff when I was in the police is the amount of conflict they had around work and home in terms of childcare uh, or, or, or other caring responsibilities. You know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, had had elderly parents, and, and you know, and, and they were on a murder investigation, and you know, they needed to get home because they you know, carers only came in three times a week, and they needed to go and put their mum to bed. Things like that. You know, you can you can make far more interesting characters by having real life problems. You know, money problems, not not created by gambling. I'm not saying there aren't gamblers, I'm not saying there aren't alcoholics, but you know, money problems that, that that are caused by, you know, people people just falling into debt to to, to make ends meet, you know, mm. you know, even quite senior people. So mm. I, you know I, I think it's that it's, you know falling into the tropes is, is, is something that, that that you know pe people should really, really try and avoid. Um and the the kind of the the, the sort of militaristic um, behavior between be, 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 between people it, it just doesn't happen it doesn't happen and I, I got I, I I once got told that I was quite scary uh, and I said well I'm, I'm not scary I'm a pussycat why, why, why do you think you're scary they said well when you're cross with us 
we know you're, you never shout, you never raise your voice, you never, you're always respectful, but you have a look in your eye that Ooh. makes us absolutely turn to eyes. And I thought, oh, oh, I. oh the Graham Bartlett look of eyes, I love it. <laughs> I hope we never incur yes, that. I was just the same thing. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. I practice it in the mirror now, too. Um, and your lead detective in Bad for Good is female. And there's certainly been a huge rise in female detectives, um, particularly in police procedurals over the last few decades. Um, do you think that women make for better fictional detectives? You know, back to what you're saying about their real life stresses and things and childcare. Do you, do you think women have a, a bit more going for them? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And, you know, I, I, you know, some people say, you know, you're mad as a debut novelist, you know, writing your, your protagonist in the in, in, in gender from you. But I, I really wanted to, to get into that, so some of those kind of conflicts and tensions. And, you know, in, in writing Joe Howe, I, I, I took a huge amount of advice from um, former colleagues who were, you know, were, were of a similar rank to me, doing a similar job to me, because I knew what it was like to, to you know, as, 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 as a white straight you know, middle class man to get to and 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 keep the job of you know a, a, a police commander in a big city. Um, I had no idea what that was like for a woman, um, and I learned so much about it. And I wanted to I wanted to reflect that in in, in the book. So with with Joe, we have this. We, there's not there's not kind of huge sexism, uh, you know, with, with her uh, you know against her. There's not kind of over you know, jealousy that, oh, you know, you've been promoted because you're a woman kind of thing. Mm. It more comes from the inside with her. You know, she's got, she, you know, her husband, Darren, is a journalist who travels. Uh, and, you know, and, and she, she sort of defaults to, you know, to picking up the childcare responsibilities when he's away. You know, they never have a conversation, but, and then she feels bad because she's, she's, am I a bad mum? And, oh, no, no, I'm a bad police officer. And I'm a bad mum today. Uh, you know, and, and all of those things. And she kind of carries that really, really, Mm. heavily and, and and it gives a huge imposter syndrome in, in both of her lives so I, I think there is a lot more with women um I, I think there's a there, there's there's a less of a tendency to fall into the tropes that you would you, you you would with the man so I think the writer has to think harder to make them realistic and you know nowadays thankfully it's become it reflects reality more you know that thankfully there are you know far more senior women officers than there were you know 10 15 years ago and 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 so it should be you know that you know, they're, they're often cleverer more astute uh, and, and more resilient than, than us men are good to hear what, what do you think the future holds for police characters in fiction i mean is there a particular type of character you'd love to see more of i mean you know possibly you've sort of partially answered that already but uh... Yeah, I think. I mean, I think certainly more diversity in in the in that level. Uh, you know, not not just gender diversity, but but um, sexual orientation, uh, race. You know, I, I think that that needs to be reflected more. Um, I think also the the, the transient uh, nature of policing now. When I joined, you know, everybody served for their full thirty years, got their pension at the end of it, and and, and moved on. Nowadays, that's that's the that, that, that's rare to be honest i mean you, you know a lot of people will will leave the police after sort of 10 years go and do something else come back to the police it's far more like a normal sort of work work you know work life for people you know that you, you're not you don't it's not that job for life 
and a lot of people that there's 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 direct entry um schemes now so you can come in i don't necessarily agree with them but if you, you, you can come in as an inspector or as a superintendent uh, and, and that brings you know that brings some huge challenges for the individual and also for the organization so i think that you know just, just reflecting that 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 kind of change in the demography of of uh, police officers and also you know their 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 um attachment to the job i mean you know i, I think that that's really interesting because you know on, honestly you know it's rare for people to fill their fill their fulfill their full service that's a difficult thing to say <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fascinating i didn't i didn't know that yeah, actually that's yeah that's fascinating mm. must be such a different dynamic for to have to come in at a higher level having not served and done i was always under the impression you had to start no matter what when you joined you started at a pc level and had you yeah. used to yeah you used to up until about 10 years ago and then Gosh. inspectors and, and superintendents and you know I, I know a lot of direct entry superintendents and they're, they're really good people you know they're very clever people they bring in some some fabulous sort of skills and perspectives from from outside um, but the, you know the difficulty that I have is is their operational experience mm. to, to manage some of the you know some of the the, 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 the most critical incidents um, you know, when I was managing those, I was kind of drawing on every ounce of my previous experiences and service and, and also the operational credibility I built up during the year. So if I was asking, you know, a team of officers to go and do something that was that was quite tricky or hazardous, at least I knew that they they could look to me and go, well, actually, yeah, well, you, you know, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'd have to do it anyway, but it just <laughs> creates a little bit more confidence. Yeah. And that's not that's not about the individuals because the individuals are, are, are mainly in in it for the right reasons and 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 are as I say very you know bring a very special perspective to policing which is needed. I'm, I'm more in favour of 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 very fast track promotion so that people are, you know talent is identified at an early stage and and people are are given almost hot house that experience so they can move through to those very senior yeah. ranks much yeah. quicker than 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 in my day. I, I would never have been the talent that they spotted. Oh no, that's 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 really interesting though. And as you say, that can if you know if writers can start to incorporate some of these mm. developing trends in their fiction, that's gonna make their their work even more authentic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but sadly, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, so thank you for listening to our minisode with police advisor and author Graham Bartlett. And thank you, Graham, for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Graham. And if you haven't already listened, then do have a listen to Graham's full in suspense interview on Policing for Authors, which is series six, episode seven. So that's it for now. It's goodbye from Graham. It's goodbye. goodbye from Lauren and goodbye. it's goodbye from me. Bye. <laughs>